What's up, Middle Georgia Dog Pound? Welcome to another episode of the Middle Georgia Dog Pound Live. I'm your host, Brian. This is Matt, Kevin, Dog Pound crew on scene to preview this SEC championship of historic nature. So you guys get ready. We've got a great show for you today. Before we get going, got a few housekeeping uh, tips for you. Uh, go, if you want your uh, comments on the show today, make sure you go to StreamYard. Here's the link, StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook. Give permission for Facebook to show your comment on the show. We'd love to hear from you. And make sure that we uh, get your comment on the show today and and uh, love to have you guys. Also, we've got a call. This is going to be a good call-in show for us. Um, I posted the link to the uh, Facebook page and to the YouTube fa- feed, so you guys should be able to uh, click on that link and uh, log in, and we'd love to take your comments on the show. Uh, as well, before I forget, we've got a Middle Georgia Dog Pound email. Uh, if you guys are interested in being on the show, if you want to be a sponsor of the show, we'd love to uh, talk to you. Shoot me an email, and I'll be glad to get back in touch with you and uh, talk to you a little bit about what you're looking to do. Um, up here in the top right-hand corner, you can see we can put your logo there for your business, and would love to promote your business or your product uh, on our show. So with that, let's get into this thing, guys. Do it. Screen out to the edge for Matt McConkey. He's looking for the pile. He's looking for the pile. And he is there. Touchdown. Touchdown. McConkey get in. get in. Great block by Brock Bowers. Look at him fight for the outside. McConkey get in. Yeah. Only one first down so far for Georgia Tech. They go to work again. And here's Jordan Yates being chased. Nowhere to go. Flag down. As he is sacked back to the 11-yard line. Only a three-man rush on second and ten. There's the slant to Brock Bowers. Look at the tight end. 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 Wow. This is beautiful run running from a true freshman. Now when you get to the top, you get to snap your head. Snap your head. Football. Let's see some home run speed from the true freshman from Cali. They'll go there. They'll go there. Bowers climbs the ladder. Climbs the ladder. He's got another touchdown. Watch the body control. Win at the line of scrimmage. Get your head back. Now body control. Gosh, that's good. And the pick down to get the right foot in. I can't. There's like seven things on that play that are so good. Watch him with Come on now. That's how you get the respect of your football team. Toss to Kenny McIntosh. He's got a convoy down the sideline. Kenny McIntosh with a stiff arm. Kick toss, toss, kick toss, four strong, four strong. Good blocks on the perimeter. On the perimeter. Let's see if he stays in bounds. Down the sideline, Macintosh goes. Clearly stays in. Clearly stays in. 
Eggs. Eggs. Goes down. Goes down. A low snap. A low snapping of that play off from the very start. This is really good reaction by him. You're going to see Yates just probably snap just a little bit. Runs through the back and then makes sure that he holds on. Seeing if I can take my shot from the hashes. Rolling the snap back again. There's the blitz off the edge. And Yates has absolutely no chance. Watch the left edge of this offensive line. Snap comes. It's timed perfectly by the edge, Jordan Yates. And was at the start, but a lat injury to begin the season. And a re-aggravation of that injury led to Bennett. Capitalizing. And another touchdown on the touchdown by Edwards. As the dogs add to their lead. They get that outside get that tight outside end. He's going to come end. down and block the inside guy. The wraps inside around and pull your offensive lineman. Yeah, it was a great game between uh, the dogs and the maggots. Uh, glad to definitely have uh, solidified a win there up there in Atlanta. What did you guys take away from the game? Just straight dominance. I mean, shouldn't even have to go more than a recap than that. Uh, we showed up and we dominated, and it was over within the first quarter, three minutes. You you saw there was no even opportunity for them to even move the ball, uh, and we were just able to move the ball at will as well. So it just got all facets of it. Uh, we were pretty pretty all around solid that day. Yeah, we uh, had no turnovers, no touchdowns, no penalties. Yeah, how many sacks do we have in this game? Because I didn't even do the count. It was a lot. I think it was like six. Yeah, I think it was. Well, cool, y'all. Uh, we've got some folks on here. I see they want to come in and provide some comments. Let's see. Let's see. Add in Mr. Matt Head. Matt. What's up, man? How about it? How's it going? All right. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing good. What you got for us, Mr. Matt? You got any hot takes? Well, from Georgia Tech, man, I don't think that, yeah, I think you guys pretty much said it. There was really nothing else to say. That was just a barn burner, man. <laughs> it was, uh, that was, that was pretty much just a warm up. The, the past two weeks, for that matter, just been a, a, a warm up for uh, this coming Saturday. But yeah, man, I mean, all out, all, all sides, both sides of the ball, offensive, defensively, man, we looked strong. Uh, everything was in chit, was, uh, was coordinated, was right. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. So, um, like I said, I think going into Saturday, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a great showing. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, when we'll have a we'll have more of our offensive weapons, uh, you know, ready to go. And um, I, I look forward to it, man. It's going to be great. I'm just yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we're going to dig in, man. Uh, Want to make sure that we. Uh, you know, gave you an opportunity to talk because I saw you on the screen there. I want to be able to you know, let you share your thoughts and your predictions. Hey, hang out, man. We'll, well, I'll bring you back in here in just a minute. Sure. Yeah, man. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, guys, I want to uh, make sure we highlight some of our underdogs. What All you right. think? Let's do it. I like it. Stetson Bennett's path to starting quarterback at Georgia has been long and winding and included starts and stops and hurdles and heartbreak from walk-on to JUCO to, as you just stated, leading Georgia to its first undefeated run through the Southeastern Conference since 1982. This young man is quite literally living his childhood dream. And let me tell you, I've interviewed a lot of people. His candor and honesty about that path floored me. 
Well, I apologize, guys. We have no sound. So I'm not sure what's going on here, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Give me two seconds here. So I guess what we're waiting on doing on that, what are some things you guys took away from that uh, Georgia Tech game of maybe some prize uh, players at the very end? Because, you know, at the very end we had some uh, third and fourth stringers in there getting some playing time, which is going to be very vital for next year. Uh, anyone you saw there that really stood out to you, maybe as a replacement player for some of these guys leaving early to the draft or guys graduating? I think on the offense, Edwards is going to be a killer running back when uh, he gets the – playing time and experience under his belt. Uh, I saw some killer moves from him. You know, his vision is excellent. I think uh, me and Brian have talked about this before. It's his receiving abilities is where is he, he's lacking. Um, but he's going to be a dump truck as a as a running back. Yeah, I think picking up some of those blocks is some an opportunity for him as well. But ultimately, I see him as um, like, the old, like a, Holy, a Holyfield that yeah. waited his time out developed himself and then became a very solid back for us for the, for the future. So I can definitely see that in him. I just hope that he sticks it out and um, it continues to improve. Yeah. There's a few defensive players and I can't even remember their names now. I'm trying to think about it. But you saw one of the sacks there toward yeah. the end of the highlight reel. Modon, I think that's how you say his name. It's I, I'm not sure that's properly, done, but the yeah, linebacker, he's going to be a good guy to replace. Um, uh, Tyndall and and Dean and stuff. So we'll really see how uh, he he can develop as well. Uh, Sherman coming in, he'll he'll be a he'll be a solid uh, linebacker for us as well for on the outside if we need him. So I'm really looking forward to what these guys can do. Um, you know the recruits coming in, plus you know seeing the defensive linemen like uh, Stackhouse and stuff. Those guys really uh, taking the taking the bull by the horns and continuing this uh, front seven dominance that we have now. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can play this video again. I do apologize, y'all. I thought I had all the kinks worked out. Stetson Bennett's path to starting quarterback at Georgia has been long and winding and included starts and stops and hurdles and heartbreak from walk-on to JUCO to, as you just stated, leading Georgia to its first undefeated run through the Southeastern Conference since 1982. This young man is quite literally living his childhood dream. And let me tell you, I've interviewed a lot of people his candor and honesty about that path floored me. Well, we are expecting <laughs> – did not know we were going to run into these technical difficulties today. Jeez, uh, Louise. Uh, seems like you're living out of dreams a little bit yourself these days. Hmm. I don't know why we're having problems with it. Wheel. Let's go. Somebody's waiting. Let's see if they got something so we can figure it out. Well, Mr. Lamb, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing, doing good. Pretty good. Do you have uh, any hot takes for us tonight? Any questions, concerns? Well, I guess the only, you know, the only thing that that I'm I'm really looking for on Saturday is is do we get pressure on Bryce Young? And, you know, he, you know, we can do that. 
and do it consistently for all four quarters. And that's our ticket to success. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think uh, you're going to be surprised. Um, and looking over the stats of this game uh, or Alabama's past games, they have allowed 35 sacks uh, all year long. Um, they are very suspect in their front line on their offense. You know, and I don't, I don't know that they've faced a defense that can can do the things that we can. I don't, I don't know anybody that even compares that they've played against. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And I think some of it's going to be not even making sacks. I think just putting those pressure on him in general well, that will get that clock in his head, releasing the ball early, and we'll see you know passes that are short, passes flying over, and opportunities for us to get some interceptions and stuff like that. Or if not, uh, you know, get some uh, plays behind the behind the. Um, but behind the sticks where they're going to try to do some dump ball passes and we'll get some uh, really short yardage or behind the line of scrimmage uh, tackles from our cornerbacks. So I think that's what's going to happen there a little bit too. Yeah, I think if you go back and look at Auburn's game, that's how they kept them out of the end zone for so long. They kept pressure on Bryce Young the whole game. And they, they stayed on the field so much that they ended up getting gassed at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at that last drive, they, they took their foot off the pedal. They quit coming after him that last drive and let him drive down and score that touchdown. Um, they were rushing three men that whole drive. They weren't bringing pressure on him. So I think if you keep the pressure on him and keep him off balance, it, it's going to keep him in a world where he's not used to. So how do you think our, our offensive line is going to – handle their defensive line. Our offensive line, uh, they got some good uh, good defensive line. I mean, you know, even that young guy, Anderson, uh, who's going to be a, a top-round draft pick coming out in the next year, uh, his junior year. But I, I think that these guys have messed enough together, even though, you know, uh, uh, Jones has come in and taken over Sawyer's uh, uh, spot. I think they're going to gel enough to to uh, to – maintain their defensive line with our, with our tight end play and the ability for our running backs to block really well. I mean, our, our all three running backs, top guys, they block obsessionally well, which is really good for us. So I think we'll be okay on that end. Uh, it's just not too much of Ben's, Ben's got, he's got to be able to have that clock in his head. He can't hold it for 10 seconds. He's got to get right. rid of it at some point, pick a pick a check down person or something and move forward with the ball. I think that's what he does well, especially when he gets in trouble. He runs, too, so that's really good for us. Yeah, I agree with you. If, uh, and if we can run the ball on Bama, then they're in for a long day. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something we've definitely got to do is establish a run game. Cool. You want to see if one of those videos work now? Yeah, let's, uh, let's try to hit one of these videos. Good speaking to you, Lamb. Are you living your best life? I mean, you leave the band last week, got the run. I mean, you seem to be everywhere. Yeah. What is it about you that just makes people grab and hate to you? Every day I live my best life. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter who I'm with. Um, I'm just happy to be here. You know, there's not a lot of people in this position, and I'm not supposed to be here. So, you know, I take gratitude and, you know, really appreciate the little things and the little moments, you know, from waking up to coming here and working. And, 
you know, just even being in front of you guys. So, you know, it's just an honor no matter what. So every time I put my feet on the ground, it's, it's a blessing. Do you really look at it as you look at your past saying, I'm not supposed to be here? Yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, life carries different paths, and I never expect my path to take me here. So. I'm sorry, y'all. I do not know why we're having technical difficulties tonight, but for some crazy reason, we are having technical difficulties. So I'm going to try. Try one more thing here. Let's try it again. Are you living your best life? I mean, you leave the band last week, got the run. I mean, you seem to be everywhere. Yeah. What is it about you that just makes people proud that hate to you? Every day I live my best life. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It doesn't matter who I'm with. Um, I'm just happy to be here. You know, there's not a lot of people in this position, and I'm not supposed to be here. So, you know, I take gratitude and, you know, really appreciate the little things and the little moments, you know, from waking up to coming here and working, and, you know, just even being in front of you guys. So, you know, it's just an honor no matter what. So every time I put my feet on the ground, it's, it's a blessing. Do you really look at it as you look at your past and say, I'm not supposed to be here? Yeah. Well, that is still not working. I do not know, understand what's going on with my videos here, but um, that's half of my show. So, <laughs> apologize, y'all. Um, we'll keep uh, you keep working on that, and uh, we'll we'll move on. Um, I can grab another uh, caller there, Brian. All right. Oh, Dad, can you hear us, Dad? I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. The video was playing. It was playing on YouTube. It wasn't playing here, but it was playing. Did you have sound? I had sound. Okay. Jordan Davis and his interview about the uh, where he was and how fortunate he was to be there. That's good. So let's play it. So they're hearing it, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Evidently. All right. Well, All right. well, well that's here we good. Go. Uh, well, what you got for us? What you uh, what you think about uh, what's coming up this Bama game? How, how do you think this this Georgia team compares about uh, to the 1980 team that you saw that we weren't privy to see? We were just little boys. 1980 team, uh, yes. you held your breath all year long because you didn't know when they were going to stumble and fall. But they never did stumble and fall. This team, you get to the point where you've gotten to realize they should win every game they play. And in the 1980 team, you're just hoping they're going to win. And when they played Notre Dame, that was really a heart-stopping game. But they pulled it out somehow. But this team is more uh, – the defense is better than the 1980 defense. But that's what won them the championship was the 1980 defense. But it's, this defense is better, much better. Wow. 
Well, I've got some of our uh, callers telling us that they can hear the videos. So apparently the video, the sound is on our end. So let me try this thing again here. Stetson Bennett's path to starting quarterback at Georgia has been long and winding and included starts and stops and hurdles and heartbreak from walk-on to JUCO to, as you just stated, leading Georgia to its first undefeated run through the Southeastern Conference since 1982. This young man is quite literally living his childhood dream. And let me tell you, I've interviewed a lot of people. His candor and honesty about that path floored me. Never too big for him. Bennett loads, goes that way to the corner. Got it! Touchdown! You grew up dreaming of being the quarterback at the University of Georgia. Mm -hmm. And here you are after an undefeated SEC slate. Mm -hmm. Where would this live in your wildest dreams as a kid? Well, like as a as a kid, I always just wanted to run out on the field and like touch the grass and stuff like that. And um, so, if you told me back then that this was the story, um, you know, I'd be I'd be I'd say yes, I'd agree to it. I try not to now think about how cool it is. You know, last year I kind of got in that that problem. Like I would be driving down the road, I'd be like, starting quarterback at the University of Georgia. You know, it's pretty <laughs> daggum cool. But right now, I'm just worried about winning football games. Why is it important for you to maintain that perspective? If you think about how big college football is and like how many people are watching and actually think about that number and what my actions will do to affect people and all that stuff, it'll get overwhelming, right? So at the end of the day, the only manner by which you're judged is do you win and can you complete the ball? And if you just keep it that simple, then it's the same game I've played since I was four years old. In what ways have you improved the most from last year to this? Uh, I'd say just a, another year in Munkin's offense, trusting my legs, because I've always been fast, but I've always been trying to trying to throw, and then I'd, I'd get caught by somebody and, and, and not just take off and run. Nobody to fake it to for Bennett, so he's going to run with it. Whoa. Touchdown, Georgia. What a play. I, I shortened up my, my delivery time a lot. Um, I, was, I was loopy and uh, slow, and I didn't have as much control on the ball. What do you think your story and your path, what kind of example is that? You know, you can put, you can put like a rose-colored glasses on and look at the whole thing and say I knew exactly what I was going to be doing. I knew that, you know, if I just kept chopping wood, I was going to end up being a starting quarterback. Um, I didn't know all that. My dad's always told me never quit. And, I mean, there's a bit of stupidity in there, Marty. If I looked at somebody, you know, who looked like me or somebody who looked like 6'6", uh, 220, like, I'd be like, oh, well, he, he, you know, chances are he's a better quarterback or better athlete or all that stuff. I don't, I don't break that down. I don't, I don't look at it. I just, I go out there and I don't really have anything to prove to anybody. Um, I'm not playing with a chip on my shoulder. I'm not saying, hey, you know, you say this, so I'm going to prove you wrong. I just, I just believe I'm, I'm the best guy out there. You know, growing up, I was in a small South Georgia town, and you know, people would always talk like, "Golly, am I gonna, am I gonna get out of here?" That never. I was like, I am gonna get out of here. Like, it, no question in my mind. And so when I come out here, am I gonna be the starter? Yeah, I, I believe I'm the best guy for it. 
I don't know where that, where that comes from, but I'm, I'm glad I have it, and hopefully that stays with me. Yeah, you, uh, you got to appreciate Mr. Stetson Bennett. I mean, you can't go through what he's been through from being the walk-on to the practice squad to starting the team to being told you're now the third backup for the team to, hey, put me in coach and I'm going to still do my job. I mean, you just can't ask for anything more than that. And, and I think the national media has picked up on the fact that this guy's improved. And we talked about it week after week on our show. Uh, he's, he's definitely improved and he has moved uh, his gameplay forward and we're lucky to have him. But another guy we're lucky to have is this guy right here. Jordan Davis is a part of the heartbeat of this team. You know, I won't say that he's the single heartbeat because nobody's bigger than the team. One thing I can say, he is definitely a part of the vessel and the heart for this team. Quarterback back in the shotgun, end over end snap to him. He's going to hand it off to Smith. The little guy scampers to the left. Look who chased him down. The biggest guy on the field, big Jordan Davis, ate him up on the left edge. Jordan brings a, a immovable object on the field and a great personality off. And he's a joy to be around. He cares about Georgia. He cares about this team. Uh, it means a lot to him. And the fact he came back, I think he'll be a special relationship for a long, long time. The uh, decision was about just the best move for me, uh, how I felt about it, what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to leave my brothers. I didn't want to leave Vontae. So I texted Vontae. I was like, hey, like, we doing this? And he was like, all right, let's do it. And I was like, shoot, we'll run it back. And then, um, you know, as everybody was letting out their announcements and everything that they were coming back, it was giving me more and more confidence that, you know, this could be a special year for us. I would say that was the best decision he made. Like, I know he wasn't, it wasn't a, a selfish decision, but it's also a decision that kind of helped, like, you know, solidify Jordan Davis. If you could describe yourself, like, who is Jordan Davis? Definitely easy going. I feel like I'm chill, I'm easy going. I just let things ride with the wind, but, um, I just want them to remember me as uh, just being there, you know, being a great friend, being a great brother or great son. You know, I just want to be the greatest in every aspect that I do. No matter what, Jordan Davis will be Jordan Davis. He's not going to let anyone change him. He's not going to let anything dictate his mood. Jordan Davis is a role model for me just because of, you know, how great of a person he is outside of football. Just to see, like, you know, him blossom into, like, a very mature person, you know, I always talked about being humble and respectful and treat people the way you want it to be treated, make everyone feel like they value, they're valuable. I think it's more important me seeing what I instilled in him that I didn't think that he really got until he got to Georgia. And I'm like, oh, I've taught you well. So that's probably the most important thing. Ms. Shea, she's, she's one of the best. She's, uh, she's been a tremendous asset to his life. And I think he would definitely tell you that that's his why. You know, me and my mom were real close, and uh, you know, I, I wouldn't trade her for the world. Is that who you play for? Yeah, her and my brothers. She's done so much and sacrificed so much for not only Jordan, but for her her, her other sons. My brothers, you know, they're young, and uh, I want them to be like me. You know, the good. I want them to take the good aspects of me, and um, you know, they're growing up, and you know, it's sad that I'm at college while they're growing up, but. I just want them to look at the TV or look at the games and be like, you know, that's my big brother. That's 
he's doing what he can, and you know he's making us happy and he's making us proud. Once again, that's big, Jordan Davis. Jordan probably wouldn't be as successful as he's been to this point without her, and she's just a great story. I always wanted to be a Hooper. Uh, I thought I could, you know, take it on the court, but you know I was averaging like four points a game, so. I just had to give it up, but you know, my mom dropped me off at a football practice and I didn't know. She woke me up one day, she was like, put on some clothes, put on some clothes and shoes. We went to the high school field and she just dropped me off and drove off. And I was like, well, I mean, shoot, I guess I might as well play football. So, you know, years passed and here I am. It's just one of the best decisions that she ever made. It's a great thing. I don't know. I can't explain in words. I guess if, I guess other moms could say it's a, a proud mom feeling and that's undescribable. No words to say, just a proud mom, and all moms know what I'm talking about when I say that. 33-yard field goal is no good. Georgia blocked it at the line of scrimmage. Jordan Davis got a piece of that kick. Jordan is, a, like you said, a big teddy bear. His size does not represent like who he is on the inside. He's more of a, he's a hugger. You know, there's a saying, if you love your brother, hug your brother. So um, you just... You know, you gotta show that love. You gotta hug them after, you know, you gotta make sure that they know that you're proud of them and you know that they, they did a good job. You know, you gotta feel the love because they don't wanna do it if they don't feel the love. You hear the reaction. It's good. 47 yarder by Jack Podlesny to increase the lead. I just wanna be, do whatever I can to win. Um, you know, I just wanna be a great teammate, a great friend first. And, you know, football gonna take care of itself, but. I just want to be a great friend first. They'll run a man in motion in the end zone to the left. Doty going to play fake and curl around in the end zone. Look out! Jordan Davis with the safety. When I put on the G, I think about all the players that came before me and all the players that are going to come after me. You know, I'm not going to be the last and um, I'm not going to be the first. But, you know, it's a sense of pride when you put on that G. You know, you look at your jersey when it's hanging up in the locker and you're like, man, like, this is really like what I wish for, what I pray for, what I work for. And um, just going out there and being able to show what you could do every week and, you know, just show the world that, you know, you're different and you, you're on a mission just with your defense, with your team. You know, it's like, it's amazing. It's one of those things that you really, like, pray for. Yes, sir. Jordan Davis, never be another DGD like him, man. Number yes, 99 will will – be forever immortalized on that field. And uh, I, I just wanted to make sure we took a moment to honor our underdogs because he's a three-star recruit. He wasn't highly recruited out of the high school. Obviously, Stetson Bennett wasn't wasn't recruited at all, and he walked on because he wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog, and they're living out their dream and still maintaining that humble uh, mentality. But, well, guys, I wanted to – we got to hustle it because I'm so far behind because of our technical difficulties. But um, I've been preparing this little monologue for weeks now because I knew that we were going to make it into the the SEC championship. So let me uh, let me get into this thing. So I, I've been, you guys know I've been a Georgia fan for as long as I can I can remember. Um, I remember watching games with my dad, and uh, even though I don't remember it. He has fond memories of the 1980s season. And as he tells the story, he gave up on the Georgia-Florida game in the 1980. He walked out the house because he figured that the game was over. Uh, as he recalls it, he was splitting firewood when I came running out to let him know that the dogs had won. 
he made it back inside just in time to see the replay of Beluda Scott that forever changed UGA history. And because of that, I was forever hooked on Georgia football. Since then, the dogs have relived disappointment year after year after year, the disappointing dining years, the golf embarrassments, and Rick's ever-so-close seasons. We endured the random anomaly losses to unranked SEC teams, the 2012 SEC Championship, and most recently the 2017 National Championship and the 2018 SEC Championship. As a dog fan, we've been conditioned for the next shoe to drop, the next star player to get injured or to get suspended for some crazy NCAA violation. We sit here holding our breath game after game, play after play, week after week. Who's going to get hurt in practice? Who's going to commit a crime? Who is going to get kicked off the team? What unranked team are we going to fall victim to this week? Well, I started thinking this week, like, dog, we got to be careful. We know that Bama's Bama, and they can beat us at any time. And they can. But then I listened to Aaron Murray on his punt and, pot, punt and pass podcast this week. Georgia is on at the moment, and it starts this upcoming weekend. Let's discuss, or you know what? Let's just talk about well, one first more off, game. Alabama this weekend versus Auburn. Yeah, one point nine yards per rush <laughs> against a six and five yeah. Auburn Tigers. Yeah. yeah, not not the Georgia Bulldogs that are giving up six points per game. That has just been absolutely down. I just to me, I, I'm with you, Drew, and I'm sure there's a lot of Georgia fans out there that are so scared. I say stop being a bunch of pansies. Okay, okay. enough's enough already. All right, well we are then, the better team. Let's act like it and not be scared. There's no reason to be scared of Alabama this year. And I and I I, I got caught in the trap because I said it last week. I'm like I said it on Monday. I said, listen, Georgia or excuse me, Alabama's tricking us because they're not elite this year. They're not elite. They're not elite. They're not elite. Yeah. What do I do? I sip the Kool Aid and I I, I I'll talk myself when it comes to picking this game. 19 half point spread. Yeah. And I said they'll win it. They'll cover. And and they keep lying to me. Yeah. Every single week. Alabama keeps lying to me, and I'm still an idiot because I look at the brand. I'm like, they're elite, but they're just not. They are not an elite football team this year, and there's nothing wrong with that if you're a Crimson Tide fan. Take a back seat for one time and just say, we tip our hats. You're the better football team. You're most likely going to win this football game. And Georgia, you need to walk in there with your chest yep. nice and puffed. Yeah, hell saying, yeah. we're going to beat your ass. Yep. God, I love it. All right, so hand up. You said. So, yeah, you know what? We do need to bow our chest a little. I'm tired of being scared, guys. Bama fans ain't scared. And our our team is 12-0, and 0, dang it. 12-0. and 0. We should start standing tall and be proud of our freaking team. Let it sink in. Let it just dig down deep into your innermost being. Take a moment to reflect on it. Only one other team this year is 12-0, and 0, and they didn't go through the gauntlet like we did. We witnessed it. Don't let anyone, especially Bama fans, ever tell you that Georgia ain't played nobody this season. We witnessed it. We played four ranked opponents this year, guys. And four of those opponents we played, Bama played them and struggled against all four of them while Georgia blew them out. This is the first team to finish 12-0 and 0 in the regular season in Georgia history, and we witnessed it. We witnessed history. And Kirby is as relaxed as I've ever seen him. 
I told you uh, back during media days that I've never seen him so relaxed. And again, Monday, Kirby's in the press conference cutting jokes. Hey, um, he had a setback last week that was uh, minor, um, but it was enough that he couldn't play this past week. You know, we wanted to get him out there. We thought he was going to. I thought he was going to play against uh, Georgia Tech, but once he had the setback, it was a little tougher for him too. Uh, we'll find out where he's at. Uh, pressure getting to you. Um, it's it's really up to how he practices and what he does. That speaks volumes to me about where this team is and where this staff is. I told you guys before the Clemson game, this was a different team. The coaches love this team. They love the effort they give. They love the buy-in. They love the pursuit of excellence week after week and the accountability of the leadership on this team. You hear it in the press conferences of the players from Nolan Smith standing up for his quarterback from Jordan Davis selfless motto two on me. Someone is free to Nicobe Dean's. We got to go to the doctor and, and get it fixed mentality. These guys, these guys pitching in and work hard every week. Last week, they pitched a nearly perfect game against Tech. No scores, no penalties, and no turnovers. And yet, the team still wasn't satisfied with the performance. It just doesn't get much better than that. Or does it? This Saturday, Georgia is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Alabama. The dogs roll as favorites for this game. Snats a 92-game streak where Alabama has been favored in games dating back to 2015. This means something. Do I think it's going to be easy Saturday? Probably not. Do I think we have the best chance to win we've ever had? Yes. Emphatically, yes. Do I think we as fans should go out and start smack talking tonight tonight or tomorrow? No. Emphatically, no. We as dog fans should do what we've done all season. Approach this game like we have every game this season. One quarter at a time, one series at a time, one play at a time. You're sitting there going <laughs> – how does Georgia mess this up on Saturday? How do they mess this they up on Saturday? Alabama can't run the football. They can't. Alabama, they, 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 in my mind, they're gonna they could be held to under fifty yards rushing in this football game. You may see Bryce get sacked four or five times. I just, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm really optimistic. I'm. Fe- I've never felt this good heading into a game. Yeah. Of this magnitude for a Georgia football, whether player or a fan. Yeah. Like there is no, there's no excuses, absolutely none. I think Kirby and this team is out to kill. We've seen it all year long. I, I, I don't think this team is even thinking about this is Alabama. This is the history. This is what Alabama's done. No, it's a new team. It's a new year. They've watched the film. They know who Alabama is and they know who they are. I just think they walk into this game with a lot of confidence. I don't think for Alabama being big bad Alabama. I don't think Alabama has a lot of confidence. And Georgia ain't scared. They they ain't walking around with that swagger anymore right now, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. They just they're not this year. No one they people aren't scared of them. People are punching them in the mouth every single week. And they're just barely surviving. I mean, barely. If Tank just stays in bounds, they lose the football game. I know. I know. That the ending of that game was really, really wild. And the fact. I said it over and over, guys. I don't think Georgia played its best season, best game this season yet. 
I don't think Georgia's put the foot on the throttle for four quarters. Could this be the game that we see Georgia let it all hang out? Could this be the game that we see the Monk and Air Raid full tilt? Could this be the game that we see our running backs go on an unprecedented tear? Could this be the game that the, we lock it down on defense? Could this be the game where Georgia punishes its opponent? Dear Lord, I hope so. Before the week started, really Sunday, I was like, God, here we go again, right? Georgia versus Alabama. I'm going to be the pessimistic Georgia fan. I am worried until the clock says zero and there's no time left and Georgia has more points. I can't get there. And then I started doing some research. And you told me on Monday's show, you're like, dude, Georgia is going to wipe the floor with Alabama. And I'm starting to believe. Tell me your thoughts, please. Well, I, I started the week off, and I've said this on every show. I said this with us on Sunday when we taped the the, the replay show. Enough is enough. Like, I, and I'm gonna I'm yes. gonna listen to my own damn words this week too. I'm gonna put my chest up. I'm wearing my. You see right now, I'm wearing my Georgia sweatshirt. I see that. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna be scared this week of Alabama, and that's my message to all the fans out there. Don't as you be go scared. Into the stadium, if you're scared by a dog, by a dog. If 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 you're going anywhere this weekend to watch the game. Don't you go sneaking around. Don't you go tiptoeing. No, you stomp on into Mercedes. You stomp on into your pregame. You stomp on into your buddy's house to watch the game, and you go with your Georgia gear, your head up high, and don't you utter the damn words, oh, this is probably going to be a close game. No, no, no. Don't you say that. You say, we're about to whip their freaking ass. I'm trying to find a way to say it on air on Sunday or Saturday where I don't get fired from CBS. (laughs) So I got to calm myself. Because the inner Kirby wants to just bust out, and it's going to want to bust out when I'm on the field, but i got to calm down. But this is my lock of the week because I am that damn confident because it's true. They are the better football team. If you watch the film and you take away the jerseys, you take away the A, you take away the G, they are a better team. And I guarantee you right now this team knows it, they believe it, and they're going to go out there and play like it comes Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So, so guys, guys, it's, it's time, time to get, get into it. it. Ready, Ready for the hype video game? Ready for it, buddy. This game is the one that we all predicted when the season started, the <laughs> game we all wanted when it all began. This is a different Georgia team. They've been through the wars. These guys are veterans. Dog Nation, here we are. Four months ago, we said you're either elite or you're not. But those were just words. They got your attention, reeled you in. They put us on a stage. But words, they don't take you to that place. This is a historic moment. Take your eyes off the prize for one second and you'll see. We're standing on the edge of something special. I believe in the men in this room. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or today. And it's all because of who we are. We're visionaries and believers. We're brothers that lean on each other, build a connection with each other, and love one another. We're all we got, and we're all we need. We've paid our dues, paid the price to stand here today. We've set out to be the best, and together, 
we believe. When we go to war, we're bringing a whole nation, an army of red and black. And we're coming to take this city by storm to show the whole world who we really are. It starts with your art and your physicality. I want to break the real. We're toughness, we're composure, we're physicality. We're lock them down and shut them up. We're a mob in the trenches. We're some gunslingers with some blur. We got a pack of wolves and some savages. We've got flatbacks, hat speed, and we've got every intention of letting these dogs bite. Well, guys, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. <laughs> you what. Well, let's get into this thing, guys. Let's let's uh, dig deep and uh, talk about what it's going to take for the dogs to come out on top on Saturday. So, uh, players, you need to know. This is the receiving duo. This is all they got. This is their their receiving threat. Jamison Williams and John Mechie the third. The offense throw flows through these two guys right here. All of their plays are schemed around Williams, then Mechie. But they are explosive. They run the four-step slant routes, go routes, hit hitch and go perfectly. And then when you try to press them on the slants, like you were talking about this earlier, Matt, when you press them on the slants, they're going to try to hit you over the top and make you pay. So we got to make sure that we keep those guys contained. And uh, so they don't, they're going to make plays on us. We just can't give up the explosive plays. The next guy that you got to make sure that you're paying attention to is the running back, Brian Robinson Jr. And if you'll see on the screen there, it's questionable whether he actually plays. Uh, they're saying that he most likely will not play for due to a pulled hamstring in the Iron Bowl. Uh, they have two more running backs on the roster. Count them only two more running backs on the roster. They've had so many injuries in running backs this year. Trey Sanders and Jace McClellan, and they're not that great. But – Will Anderson, he probably is arguably the best linebacker in the nation right now. Uh, he's got 14 and a half sacks. He's number one in the nation for the for he's leading the nation in sacks. Um, he's explosive off the edge. Um, we got to have an answer for him. Uh, he is going to bring pressure all night long, and we've got to be able to block him. Uh, Next guy I wanted you guys to know about was Henry Toa Toa. Uh, he is leading the defense in tackles. I think he has like 90, 
95 total tackles. Uh, that's, you know, combined group tackles and solo tackles, 41 solo tackles. Uh, but he is going to be uh, a fit force on defense as well. So some stats that you guys need to know, um, and I think we're going to get into this and uh, and go over it, but Bama has allowed 35 sacks this year. Georgia's only allowed eight. Our defense is going to eat Alabama for lunch. I mean, they're going to drop the hammer on them. And dinner and brunch. Love it. And Sunday supper, whatever else we have. <laughs> Late snack. And a little uh, shake on the side. There you go. Second, second supper. <laughs> Alabama is fifth nationally in scoring offense. Uh, they're averaging 42.7 points per game. Guess where Georgia is? Sixth nationally at 40.7 points per game. Um, that's pretty efficient. Uh, yards per play. Uh, Alabama's 13th in the nation at 6.64 yards per play, per play. Georgia is third nationally. Did I say 13th nationally? Yes, 13th nationally. Alabama's 13th nationally, and Georgia's third nationally at 7.06 uh, yards per play. Um, our passing yards per completion, Alabama's ranked 25th at 13.58 yards per catch, and Georgia's 10th with 14.63 yards per catch. So don't let anybody tell you that we don't have a, enough offense to handle Alabama because I promise you we got plenty of offense to handle Alabama. I think that's been the main thing all season long is people have questioned how much offense does Georgia really have. And I, I think they got enough. I think they got way more than enough. It, we have more – overall weapons than Alabama does. And I think that we have talked about this before, Brian, is it feels like this team, this Alabama team is the Georgia teams from the past. Absolutely. And, and it feels like the Georgia team that we have now is the Alabama teams from the past. And this is the, only game that, that I have, I have feel one hundred percent confident about going into. I have worried about uh, Arkansas because they were on fire when we played them. I worried about Kentucky because they were on fire when we played them. I was worried about Auburn because it seemed like they had found something, and we had to go play them in Jordan Air, and we went down there and near about shut them out that game. And then I was worried about Tennessee with their high-powered offense. I wondered how Georgia was going to respond. And I think they did exceptional, um, almost elite. And I don't know about you guys. I know how you feel. Um, you're still worried. I think me and you are the only ones that are not worried uh, going into this game. It, I have no fear about this at all. So with my – so I, I'm trying to uh, express how I am when it comes to my worry. So for me, growing up, like I said, Brian has talked about in his, in his uh, early uh, monologue is that grew up with all this um, uh, disappointment throughout the years for Georgia. And I was like – 
I guess, taught to have disappointment in my team <laughs> and expected it to happen every year, something dumb to come up. And so uh, if I guess looking at this week and talking to you guys and getting that, that Georgia family to convince me to understand if we take that logo off the team we're playing, we're going to dominate this team. And that's what I had to kind of come to the realization is, and that if we numbers on paper, on video, no matter what we look at, we are better than that team. And so my worry is that, is that, I mean, I'm always looking for the drop, but I ultimately think that we're going to win this game and it's going to be just a catapult and even a boost for them in the future because that will not be enough for this team. Even beating Alabama will not be enough. They will want more. Yep, yep, most definitely. And you, you, your fear here, let me give you a little stats here, Matt. We've played four common opponents this year, Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn. And the collective scores of those games combined, UGA scored 146 to the opponent's 24. Bama scored 149 to the opponent's 110. That's an average score of Georgia 37 to 6 and Bama 37 to 28. Who has the better offense and overall team when you look at those average scores together? You can't argue with the numbers on a piece of paper. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, let's get some comments. Anybody want to jump in here? Mr. Matt, you got anything you want to say, buddy? Uh, guys, uh, yeah, I just um, I think uh, Saturday is really going to be a uh, is going to be where we we brought we pull out all the stops, um, offensively, defensively, special teams. Do you remember special teams also plays a pivotal role in some of these games like this? Um, when you have playoff like playoff type atmosphere, it's different. It's just different. I mean, there's a lot on the line. Um, you find out exactly what a team is made of uh, in those key moments, moments where it's a, it's a high-pressure situation. Uh, if there were anything that I was really – if there was something I was actually really concerned about uh, going into the game Saturday, it's special teams. Um, we've been a little shaky at times uh, with, uh, with our kicking game um, and uh, punt returns, kick returns. Uh, but in, and do also think about it this way, uh, we're playing in a dome stadium. Um, you know, some of that, some, that the entire atmosphere that can, I mean, it, 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 it's going to affect Alabama too, though, just like it does us. Um, you know, you're kind of, you're familiar, your environment, we're obviously familiar with our stadium and, uh, Alabama's with theirs, but you know, you're actually playing in an actual dome stadium like this. I mean, we've probably played, we've played at the bins and what we haven't played there in probably what a couple of years. So it's a kind of a, it's, it's going to be a, this is not where you're used to playing every day and on field turf and you know, all those other conditions as well. But I think that going into the game Saturday, we've got a lot, we've got a huge, we've, we've got a chip on our shoulders. We're tired of this. We're tired of getting our asses beat every time we, we turn around when we play these guys. I mean, we, we've played them hard as hell for the past several years. Yes, we, we, we dropped the ball the, the most recent time uh, in Alabama. Dude, that one still stings to me. I'm still pissed about it. I'm going to tell you right now. 
I mean, I can't, I, I, I there ain't nobody that's going to be happier to see us with, with their tail Saturday than me. I mean, but you know, I'm going to tell you though, I mean, we've got to play good on all, on both sides of the ball, special teams, no mistakes. Um, turning the ball over. You cannot give these guys any room. You cannot give these guys anything. I mean, we're going to have to play. This is our best game. This is showtime, guys. So, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, um, you know, I think, I think they'll be good, though. I think they're up for it. I think they'll be good. I think they're up for it. How about you, Dad? Well, Dad, I'm you're on. I see you waving your hand. I want to give you an opportunity to talk. Go. Go. Waving your hand. I want to give you an opportunity to talk. Go. Okay. All the cards are lining up. The Braves won the World Series. Michigan beat Ohio State, got that monkey off their back. So Georgia is going in with, with their mind made up, and they believe. And the difference in the past is, as, as I told you all earlier in the week, was that when it came to playing Alabama, we felt like that we could beat Alabama. But now we should beat Alabama. No could about it. And so when you think about all the things that have taken place, and if you if you throw the Clemson game out the window, uh, Georgia's always scored over 30 points in every game, 11 games. Alabama hadn't done that. So they got their suspect in, in, in – uh, I just believe that we're going to win. You want to know my prediction? Yeah, give it to us. Go for it. Give me your prediction. Yeah, give it to us. Go for it. 34-14. Maybe more than 34. 34-14. 13. 34-13. 1-3. I like it. 3. 34-3. 3. 34 to 3? 34 to 13. Okay, 13. Okay. 1, 3. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's check in All with right. Mr. T. Lamb here. All right. I'm like your dad. I watched that 1980 team, too. And this defense is by far the best defense Georgia's ever had. I've been watching them since I was 12 years old and that, that would be 1965. And, um, I think the first game I really remember is when we beat Alabama with Joe Namath on a uh, flea flicker. And that's, you know, that's, that's my first big memory of the Georgia Bulldogs. And there's been many to follow, but this team has resolved. They play with a resolve that no other Georgia team has ever played with. And they've, uh, they, they seem to be on a mission. And I think, uh, I really, really think that Saturday spells doom for the tide. I think we'll beat them by three scores. I like how you think. I like how you think. Well, Matt, what's your uh, what's your keys to success, my friend? Uh, don't turn the ball over. I think we give them any kind of life, uh, they'll take advantage of that. 
So I really think that's one of the things for me, more than anything else, that we control the ball and we don't turn the ball over. I know our defense is going to show up, not worried about that. Uh, I just want to make sure our offense uh, just executes, like you said. If it's going to be the the, the ground and pound, if it's going to be the air raid, I don't care either way. I just want to make sure we we can possess the ball and we end every uh, series with a kick. That's how I want to see it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Kevin, what's your excuse, man? Well, you've already alluded to some of this, Brian, and uh, I'm just going to blast back over real quick. We must keep Will Anderson in check. That is their number one weapon on defense. And if we can keep him in check and keep him out from making Stetson run, um, keep Stetson comfortable in the pocket, he should be able to eat him alive. On the other side of the ball, we – we must keep Mechie and Williams locked down. We cannot let them get out in space. We cannot let them get behind us and get that deep ball thrown to them because that's where they're going to eat us up if we do. Um, and we must keep Bryce Young under pressure, make him uncomfortable the entire game. Absolutely uncomfortable. Keep him on his butt. Keep him on his toes running. Do not let him stand back there in the pocket and set his feet and sling the ball. That's when he is the most dangerous. Um, we must score early, we must score often, and we must keep our foot on the gas the oh, yeah. entire game. Oh, yeah. Non-stop, all 60 minutes, do not go into this prevent crap if we've got a lead. Keep the foot on the gas the whole time. You cannot let Alabama stay in this game is my last point. If we let them stay in this game, they always have a chance to win like we saw last week with the iron bowl love it love it you guys took most of my points away (laughs) that i had lined up Uh, mine was to try to prevent alabama's explosive plays um they're going to move the ball on us we know that uh we just cannot give up the explosive plays Uh, it's hard to come back from those uh but if we can uh you know we, we've got the best red, red zone defense in the nation, guys. I mean, so even if they get, get yards, we're going to keep them out of the end zone. So we've got to prevent the explosive plays. Um, I think we've got to do a good job of disguising our defense. Uh, we we do already do that. If you guys know anything about the defense, we a lot of times we show man and we drop in the zone or vice versa. You've got to keep doing a really good job of that. Uh, keep uh, Bryce Young confused, and if we keep him confused, he won't know uh, where to go with the ball. Uh, we got to take Alabama's RPO uh, option out of the out of the element. Um, our front four's got to stop the run so that our linebackers can drop back into coverage, and I don't think we're going to have a problem with that. Uh, but when we run, when we, uh, when we, the way you deal with Will Anderson is you run right at Will Anderson. Yeah, um, you block him head on and make him run sideline to sideline. Um, I think we got to rotate Darnell and Fitz in there. <laughs> consistently to block him and uh and he will not give us any problems um but my final thought is i think the stetson bennett's gonna have to run the ball 10 times 10 plus times i think he we've got to use him in you know third down and long situations spread the offense out and uh we have some design runs lined up to go um and when we do that that's going to neutralize that rush because they're not going to they're they're bad about over presuming anyway, Alabama is, and that'll stop that. 
and we'll have time in the pocket to sit back there and throw the ball. I think that's almost some payback from last year. Oh, heck, heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right, guys, it's that time. What's your prediction? Matt, looking to me, right? <laughs> yes, sir. They're worried. They're worried more. <laughs> no, it's going to be – I think about this too. Um, I'm going to try to be realistic. I'm going to look at uh, 31-17. Okay. I like it. 31-17. Kevin? I got 38-10. to 10. 38 to 10. I think they hit us with one score early in the first quarter, and then by the third quarter, all they get is a field goal, and that's it. That's all they get. I like I like the way I like the way you think. Matt, you're on, man. <laughs> Tell us what you got. Uh, you guys are probably not gonna like me, but I think this is gonna be I think it is gonna be a closer game than what some people uh, are, are are saying. Um I do think we uh, – I, I do think it's a 34-24 a, a game. 34-24, I like it. I like it. 34-24. All right, Mr. Lamb, what you got? 38-17 dogs. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right, guys, moment of truth. I'm going to tell you, I wanted to go zero. <laughs> But it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Come on, man! You had me convinced all week long. You it ain't gonna, gonna happen. Zero. They're gonna get one explosive play on us. Here's the way I see this game transpiring. A lot like what happened with Tennessee. Okay, they drove down the field right off the bat. Right, scored a touchdown on us. That's gonna happen. They're gonna do that right off the bat. They're gonna score a touchdown, and then Georgia's gonna lock it down on defense for the rest of the game. I have Georgia, thirty-eight. Alabama, 13. Okay. Well, guys, I hope that is what happens. Any final thoughts? Anybody got anything they posted? Any comments? Robbie Sims, defense wins championships. I have heard this my whole life. Win the turnover battle and control the line of scrimmage. Good fundamental tackling and just do what you do. Play our game from the start to finish. Georgia wins 38 to 10. I love it, Robbie. Love it. Let's see. I think uh, Dad has wants to say one more thing here. Let's keep on. Say one more thing here. Let's keep on. Yeah, I just want to say uh, I read was reading something today. Reese Davis from ESPN. He said if Georgia gets rolling, he said I believe the score is ninety-two to six. And I said <laughs> somebody said I was going to get it nothing, but ninety-two to six. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, guys. You got any final thoughts? We just gotta tackle. I think if we tackle, um, you know, we get no no extra plays after after uh, contact. I think we completely dominate them uh, all around the field. I think we have a I think we have a chance. This sounds crazy. I think it. We have a chance for. Than to not get more than 250 total yards. I agree with you. I, I, I got one more final stat before we go, Brian, that I didn't put out there. You know, everybody's been saying that Bryce Young is has got to become the the one who has got the wheels because they've got injured running backs. I went and pulled his rushing yards for the year. His rushing yards are negative nine. Wow. Wow. 
So I think we keep them off balance and keep him uncomfortable, and I think we'll be fine. Well, Madison says, final thought, thoughts, Georgia is here to win. Well, I totally agree with you there, there, Madison, and that's a great place to, to end the show. Guys, I'm Brian. Uh, this is Matt and Kevin taking it down home, going to the Mercedes-Benz. We're going to whoop up on some elephant meat and bring back a slab. We'll bake it up on the, on the grill next week when we do the review show, and we'll be bringing home the win. The dogs will be on top one more time. Let's do it. Go dogs! Go dogs!